0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Ryan Nile Show. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Today we have another quarantine conversation and this one's special. I'm speaking with Juanita Ingram, who is an attorney, author and actress. She is a wife, mother of two and the founder and trustee chairman of Dress for Success Greater London. Juanita is also the president and founder of Purpose Productions, an award-winning women-owned non-profit production company. So what makes this conversation really interesting is Juanita is based in Taiwan, which is 80 miles outside of China. And they were, for geographical reasons, hit by coronavirus. Um, Juanita's account is three months ahead of where we are in the UK or America right now, if you're listening to this, in March or April. Um, Her message is all about encouragement. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And there's so much we can get from this period. But you know what? I won't butcher her message. I'll let her say it herself. Um, so let's get into it. This is my conversation with Juanita Ingram. 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 So welcome back to the Ryan Now show. Um, another cor- conversation in quarantine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with the fabulous Juanita Ingram. Is that the correct pronunciation?
1: Yes, that's correct. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Perfect, perfect mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss a bit about what it's like to be in um, self-isolation and uh, Juanita's journey um, mm-hmm. It's been a pretty interesting one in terms of, um, you're in Taiwan at the moment, aren't you?
1: Yes, Taiwan, yep, yes
0: Wow, and you're f- you're from America
1: I am from America, um, I lived in the UK for almost five years I literally was just there on March 2nd through the 10th So I, I was just in London um, yeah, like just wow. missed the, uh, shutdown of, of flights and everything just before the chaos really took flight. So yeah, was just there.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, that it's crazy. Um, that's lucky as well. So yeah. was, did you plan to go to Taiwan um, anyway, or
1: I live here, so I live in Taiwan now. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm an expat. My, my husband's job sort of moves us around he's a president of an affiliate here for a pharmaceutical company and um, his job is what took us to the UK and um, yeah Taiwan is home for now uh, for and we've been here since last year so it's uh, we loved it up until around January so Mm. (laughs) it's going great until now
0: (laughs) (laughs) man so that I mean so it hit you hit you guys in January
1: yes so we were uh, for Chinese New Year Uh, We were off. I have two children. My son is 10, my daughter's 12, and we were off for Chinese New Year. We were actually vacationing um, on holiday in Malaysia when it all just sort of hit. And they were off from school like around the 25th of January for Chinese New Year. And they didn't go back until February 25th. So we were everything that everybody's doing right now. We did a month ago. So I'm on the other side of that, although because of everything that's happening in Europe. And in the U.S., we're on our second wave now where my kids school shut again. Um, And so because people are coming into the country from you, the U.S. and from Europe and they didn't travel the way I traveled, apparently. Uh, I didn't get the coronavirus (laughs) when I traveled, but I was shocked. I will be honest. I was shocked when I came to the U.K., having just been through like a 30 day quarantine here in Taiwan to come to Europe and to come to the U.K. and to see that. Nothing was being done it, I was yeah. shocked I, w- I, w- I will be honest
0: so what are the differences between um what the what happened in Taiwan versus mm. what happened in the u k when you got here you know you, so you had just come out of isolation for thirty days yes. and then came to the u k yes got it
1: yes and i was I was uncomfortable i'll be honest, because I knew the severity of the coronavirus i was um I was telling everyone there. I was like you know i'm not used to being out. And they're not being temperature checks and there's no one wearing any mask and everybody's just coming and going as they please. And as though nothing's coming, as though nothing is happening. And it was so surreal. I felt uh, I didn't feel as safe there as I do here in Taiwan. Now, Taiwan is uniquely postured in that, um, you know, and it's been all over the news in the way that Taiwan has handled the coronavirus sort of being the blueprint of countries if you will because of their experience with sars they had so much in place right. already so the difference is um because i was there because I, I run a charity um that opened in 2015 and so we were doing our international women's day events and so right. just having an event there was interesting that there were no temperature checks so right now I can't even steal to this day, I can't go to the grocery store without wearing a mask, without having my temperature really? checked. Oh, yes. They will turn you away. You cannot come. And that was even when we went through the shutdown, our grocery stores remained open. But you had to have on a mask. You had to get your temperature taken. Um, they did stop and shut down every once in a while. And um, I think every three or four hours and they would disinfect the entire area. All of the shopping carts and the and the and the buggies would get, you know, disinfected all the keypads that you press for your debit card. And so it was just a different environment. Everything just seemed very loose. Um, We went to Ibiza for the weekend after that, uh, for Spain, and we were the only, my friend and I, we were the only one wearing masks on the plane. Everybody looked at us like we were crazy, but it was such a common occurrence here um, because we were on sort of heightened awareness of the virus. And it just seemed like the rest of the world wasn't. And so, wow. but social distancing and self-quarantine and sort of, you know, working from home, these sort of efforts to shut down, um, they do work, you know, for a while. And the numbers keep growing. They'll keep changing every day. Yeah. But for a while, we only had 47 cases in Taiwan. When I came back from the UK, we only had 47 cases. Right now, we're around 200 But about Mm. 130, 140 of those new cases, everybody from over in Europe and the U.S., all of them were imported, none of them internal. And so for us to only be 80 miles outside of China, um, they just took a very aggressive approach. Uh, Everyone complied, but there was a lot of transparency with the government, a lot of information Mm. that was shared early on. So I think. One, the Asian culture is one of compliance and one of, you know, mm. um, discipline Yeah, discipline and group sort of cumulative thinking about the greater collective. It's not a lot of individualism. Right. And so being mm. an American, having lived in the UK, li- being from America and now living in Asia, my lens is just a very interesting to observe it all, because as Americans, you know, we if anything looks like it might threaten our freedom, <laughs> you know, We have a problem. (laughs) It it looks like you might want to think about touching my freedom. Oh, no. Um, It is a very different approach. And I think it's one that helped them to really get their arms around the pandemic and to to make it a much safer place. You know, um, we're dealing with the second wave. But after we came out the first time, life was getting back to I won't say normal, but definitely close Mm. to normal. Um, Back to routines. We were back in restaurants you know i felt comfortable enough obviously to travel again we thought yeah that's right everybody else was going to follow suit and you know everybody else will probably do the same thing and it will be fine i have family and friends in the u.s and convincing them to sit down and social distance has been quite the task i was on the phone with a family member i won't say who but you know who you are I i won't say who it was But you know who you are and had to literally convince them, like, sit down. They're asking you Mm. for two weeks. It's not forever, but it does work. It really does work. It works That's really encouraging to hear. Yeah.
0: That's really encouraging to hear, especially, um, I mean, we've all been wondering, like, it's been a few days for 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 most of us, mm. um, where the lockdown's kind of been ordered. Um, it was ordered on Tuesday, and today's Thursday. Um, mm. A lot of a lot of other people have been locked down a, a lot longer than that. Mm. Um, but it's really just setting in, and it's like, okay, um, how do we when this thing does like uh, go away? How do we reintegrate? You know, sure. we, what, if, you know, is that going to be like a gradual process or?
1: Mm-hmm. You is know they- what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go on. No. Well, it's been gradual here. It and, and that's what people would ask me often is, well, does it immediately go back to normal? Absolutely not. Um, it, it won't mm. immediately go back to, you know, life as it was, but it's not as though um there won't anytime you infuse routine again, so anytime the kids can go back to school and you can reestablish a sense of routine and you see the numbers starting to decline. And that will happen over time. If people comply and they allow social distancing and self-quarantine to actually take its course, it does work. And then there is a sense of normality that comes back in with modifications. So, for example, right now. um, Now, being a little bit different because the schools are out again because of what's happening in the rest of the world, but after that. You know, we everything reopened. Restaurants were still open and everything opened back up. We did have precautions, though. So, for example, even now, I have to go to a grocery store and, re- and wear a mask because it's not over. But the threat mm-hmm. and the heightened threat of it is something that does sort of die down after a period of time. Um, and people do resume life with modification. And so it will not mm-hmm. go back immediately to the way that it was because. Unfortunately, the way the virus works it's not as though you know we can build up antibodies to it, and once you have it, you don't have to worry about getting it again. It's not the chicken pox. That's right. Yeah. You know, you you can reinfect, and so you still have to have a certain level of precaution. Um, it will change the way you operate for a period of time. It's still changing, and and we still see the impact now. But people are going out. People are in mm. restaurants. You know, people are not as um uptight as they once were but my husband is working from home you know his company is still on a work from home order again my kids wow. are still e-learning right now now they were back until everyone else in the world didn't get their arms yeah. around and so <laughs> yeah it's it's weird so we're would that be like
0: two months since since it first kind of broke out over there
1: yes so end of january for us and so we're you know now going into the end of month three i guess it's been what january february now march and so it's three months in um and we've seen some some i I still think that we're doing great we have Mm. you know 200 cases only two people that have died and to be 80 miles outside of china i mean taiwan is doing something right and i just wish Mm. that everyone knew That if they just give it a chance to work and complied, it does work. But you have to give it an opportunity to do that. You have to. And it's hard for people to sit still for two weeks or, you know, three weeks or for a month. But the reality is that um, the fatalities that we're seeing and the impact of it is worth. I, I, I was telling someone else recently, I think we have to start really focusing on what we're saving as opposed to what we're sacrificing. Because mm. the sacrifice is in the short term. Yes, you cannot go out. Yes, it's uncomfortable for two weeks, for four weeks. But what you're saving, not on the outside of the four walls that you're in, but what you're saving on the inside of those four walls, is what matters. And so that's oh, yeah, the that's, that's really important. The lens, yeah.
0: That is so important. It's such a good vis- visualization as mm. well. Um, so when you. When you get, when you went to the UK and Spain, and mm-hmm. Spain is like the I think is the second hardest hit after Italy, mm-hmm. which is the top. Um, when you got back into Taiwan, did you have to then self quarantine?
1: I did actually. When I when when I first got back, I didn't because it still hadn't hit the fan yet. So I got back on the yeah. 11th, and uh, I think the next day the US shut down all of their flights going to Europe except for the UK. So it was a gradual thing. Just um, last week when they shut schools down, they implemented a rule here that said that if you had gone to Europe or the U.S. during a particular time frame that I went, you had to do a 14 day Mm. quarantine. Um, And this was one. Now, it's different when you self quarantine and you just try your best to stay in the house, non-essential travel. Their quarantine means no travel. You don't leave at all. So I just did right. that. I literally today is the first day that I'm free to roam about. Um, oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. So I'm woo. I'm wild, and, and I, like, I took I took a walk around my block. You know, that was that was because did I didn't have like? anywhere to go, and it's still sort of non-essential travel. You you kind of try to stay in as much as you can unless it's, unless it's absolutely yeah. necessary. But it was nice to go outside and and just walk around um, my building. Mm-hmm. But they did institute. Sort of a strict quarantine, and because we had so many cases coming in from the U.S. Mm. and from Europe, um, they made me nervous. I was just like, you know, well, maybe I need, maybe I should be, you know, but I think I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I need to have something to be worried about. But yeah, I think the way that I traveled when I was there, because I I had already been impacted or influenced, if you will, from being here. um, mm anything that you do, you know, you you have to be smart. I know there's still a lot of debate about whether or not masks work or whether or not it's necessary for you to even wear a mask. I am a lawyer by trade. And so things have to yeah. make sense to me. You know, It just, I can't take people <laughs> telling me stuff and it just doesn't make sense. So if you are requiring all medical personnel to wear a mask, they must be effective and they actually do work to keep the virus out or else it wouldn't be so essential for them to have it. So you can't really tell, you know, you can't really tell people, oh, it doesn't really work. Then why do medical personnel need it? It's like it's it's mm. insistent. If the, anybody that we keep stocked with it, I know in the U.S. is this way. You know, they want to make sure that those first frontline responders that they have masks. And that's because it does work. It's, it's a twofold thing, especially here in the Asian culture. It's not just about keeping the ger- germs and the virus out, which if you have an N95 or 94 certified level mask, which I do, um, it does mm-hmm. keep it out. But it's also about keeping your own germs to yourself. So, again, That's it's right. that mindset of the collective of what mm-hmm. you're doing to help and impact everybody else around you, not just you, but keep your germs to yourself and so, as part of, you know, that of, of, of being conscious. You know, just it's same as washing your hands. It's an issue of public hygiene, of public courtesy. And so if you're Mm. coughing, you know, telling people cover your mouth when you cough, you really can cover your mouth if you're wearing a mask. And so uh, Mm. in these heightened uh, situations where you don't even want to contract the common cold right now. You know, it's just not, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, cause the symptoms are so similar, aren't they? Um, exactly.
1: It's exactly. Really hard. It's
0: really hard to know whether you, whether you have this or not. Yeah. Um, I really find it interesting. Like the, the thought that, um, it's more of a, you know, it's manners. It's, it's cu- for the courtesy of others. Let me wear a mask. So other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if I do have germs, I can keep them to myself. That does make sense. Yeah. I suppose Absolutely. there's a lot of, um, split opinion which would kind of curve the demand of the masks as yes. well because if they wanted to get to frontline um health workers then perhaps that was a strategy they they thought of um i
1: don't know there's
0: a there's a investor and podcaster called naval mm. from um, like silicon valley and he was saying you know if the, the opinion split on masks then you know it can't really hurt if everyone wore one right
1: exactly and
0: what what i, I kind what, of i kind of see that
1: yeah I, well i you're not going to do any harm. (laughs) That's the Mm. thing, you know, and and it's something, um, that is as serious as this, uh, disease is, or this virus, I should guess is the right term. Um, why have that risk factor even exist? You know, and Mm, and, and, mm. in lawyer terms, we, we think in terms of minimizing risk. So for me, it just made sense. But of course, culturally, it is the norm here. In fact, if I walk downstairs in my building right now and I'm not wearing a mask, you would think that they saw, you know, Candyman himself make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> like, like The Grim Reaper has, has arrived like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to kill people. It is a totally different cultural lens. Um, wow, that's incredible. Yes, yes, it's it's totally different. That is
0: different. incredible. So it's literally, it's, it's, the, it's the reverse here, it's isn't the, it? When we see, yeah, yes. well, okay, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, if we saw someone with a mask, it'd be like... They're paranoid. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yes, one else and that's is just standing that, next to each other.
1: Those were the looks that I got <laughs> when I was in London and when I was in Spain and traveling to and from. Because, you know, when I was on the plane, I slept in my mask. I didn't take it off because it's recirculated yeah. air. But I knew so yeah. much about the virus at the time. You know, it's just, I, I'm sure I looked crazy and I got a lot of strange looks my friend and i we took a selfie and there's this woman that's standing in the back of me she clearly looks uncomfortable <laughs> you know i'm not going to publish that picture but her face cause said it all um mm. it, but i didn't come back with the virus and that's not to say that that was the only determining factor you know sure. we went to Ibiza i think they have one case of the virus anyway so it wasn't like i went to barcelona or madrid you know so i'm yeah. sure that that had a lot to do with it as well um, but it's, it's the choices that you make individually of mm. impact everybody. And that's one thing that I wish because I've lived on three continents now and yes, in yeah. three different cultures, you know, you're a global citizen, whether you live in the town that you were born and raised in, or whether you actually go and live someplace else, because everything that we do in this world impacts everyone so if the uk and europe and america can't get a hold on things with this virus my kids in taiwan their school shuts even though we were fine even though we are yes when we had 40 cases when i came back Mm. because the rest of the world it impacts them now we have 200 cases and so we are all each other's neighbors we're all Mm. global citizens we don't see it that way but it, yeah, it, right. it is when you actually live internationally, you, you see it differently. And it is, mm. it is. Well, yeah.
0: Hope Hopefully, I mean, through this, hopefully a positive is that as, as humans, we do start to see that a bit. And I hope it doesn't kind of get back to the stage where everyone just gets back to normal and we forget, you know, th- that we all affect each other. You know, I think this really highlights one of many things going on in the world that, you know, that are global problems. Yes, you know that we all have to come to, we have to come together to to try and fix. You know, which is what what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting though that one you've had three different viewpoints: so America, UK, and Taiwan, yes. very close to China. Um <laughs> Such an interesting thing, and then also because you travelled in between where it really hit here. That's like a unique viewpoint pretty much.
1: It it, it was. It is. And then um that's why I just I want people to be encouraged to know one, um, that there is light on the other side of, you know, this thirty day, mm. fourteen days, thirty days, whatever the case may be and wherever you are, social distancing, self quarantine, those type of initiatives, they do work. The virus is someone made an analogy for me, which is very um clear. It's like a domino. Like if you stack up dominoes and you click the domino and you watch it fall. As soon yeah. as you move one domino out of the way or put your hand in there, it stops. Self-quarantine, mm. social distancing is the hand. It just right. stops it from falling. And it seems like nothing's going to stop it. But as soon as you put that in place, if you let it take its course, it's just very hard um in other cultures for us to relinquish the individualism it is so mm. inconvenient it is not easy small businesses take a hit entrepreneurs yeah. have a lot of friends who are hairdressers you know i can't tell you the last time i've had a pedicure it's been months i'm so glad the cameras from here on up you don't want to go down <laughs> there it's not a pretty sight you know it's it's one of those things where a lot of the service industry has been impacted even here In Taiwan, I live um, very Mm. close to the shopping district and it's not the same energy as it used to be. It's getting back there. But it's certainly asking people to self-quarantine or and to stay inside and, you know, to basically shut down for two weeks to a month is a very hard ask. But again, focusing on what you're saving as opposed to what you're sacrificing, I think, has to be the lens that we take if you're going to make it through that um experience and it it impacts everybody so differently especially Mm -hmm. mentally you know um the first time I wore a mask I had a panic attack I will be honest like full-blown oh my gosh I can't breathe because I have asthma it made me feel like I couldn't breathe I was in Mm -hmm. I was right down the street and it was just it was the environment was so overwhelming because it was so quiet And everything was so still. And I live downtown, and I'm used Mm. to everything being big and bustling. And there's tourists everywhere, and there's stuff to do. And it was so quiet that I just knew I was going to hit a corner, and there were going to be the zombies. You know, (laughs) because it was just like where are there are there? You know, tumbleweed was going to come rolling through, and then there would be the. It was that kind of feel, and it was so overwhelming. That you know, so I I wanted to encourage people because I've been there. I know the fear, Mm. the anxiety, just the unknown. What is going to happen on the other side of this? Will life ever get back to normal? You know, um, even not knowing in the early days how the virus worked, I'm like, is it in the air? Is it, you know, am I on the set of outbreak? You know, (laughs) it's just
0: (laughs) literally, yeah,
1: yes, it just feels very surreal and that you Mm. can't believe this is happening, and then the realities of life and businesses and family and children that all comes into play and it's an overwhelming time for everybody um for everybody yeah for everyone for everybody yeah so, so
0: crazy i mean everybody's you know you focus on uh, on your immediate like family and sorry, even just yourself, like your own situation and your family and then your mm-hmm. extended family and how it affects everybody. And it, it's, it's overwhelming. It is yeah. for sure. But um, I really like what you said about focus on what you're saving rather than sacrificing. Yeah. Um, I think that's so key and it's it's really beautiful that, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel here and, he you, you know, you're, you're, you're proof of that. So in terms of, um, like, you're a parent. So for parents, um, mm-hmm. how has... <laughs> because over here the schools have just closed. Yeah. So parents are now facing that challenge. What positives um have come out of the uh home education or e-learning? And I know mm. education systems are different over there sure. as well, but um in terms of like your uh what you've done to homeschool, um is there any tips you could provide parents?
1: Sure, yeah, and it's interesting because my my kids are in an international school, but they're in a British international school because they started in the British system. Um uh, so yeah it's it's uh they they do a lot of e-learning and I will say the second time around um has been a lot easier than the first. I I joke a lot because um going from executive attorney and just even making this you know change and shift and moving to Taiwan going from executive mm-hmm. attorney to stay at home, like homeschooling mom is comedy in and of itself. Like it's not, <laughs> I, I find teaching, I fi- I think teachers have an anointing. Um, That's mm. first. My mother was a teacher for 32 years. And so uh, I think it's a gift and a talent. I think when you have a child, they come with a birth certificate. They don't come with a teacher certificate. And so just because <laughs> I'm just being honest.
0: That's a good point. J- yeah, Just
1: because you're a mother. Or a parent Mm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're a teacher, but I think it is while it can be challenging and while it can be, um, you know, uh, year seven math made me question my whole intellectual capacity. I'll be honest. I was just like, wow, I don't remember all of this. And it's Mm. new. Some of this stuff is new. And I'm just like, hmm, I thought I was smart. I don't know. Uh, it made me yeah. question. Because they,
0: they changed some of the methods, actually. They as well, did. They? So
1: this whole new yeah. math. Yeah. Mm. I'm. I'm so,
0: so you're learning at the same time. There. I
1: am learning. But it gives you an opportunity to spend quality time with your kids. And I know it's something that people did not anticipate. It's something that they didn't plan for. Um, and certainly you can... You could always have the narrative either way, you know. But if you change the narrative and say, "Okay, we're going to look at this as not only a, a staycation uh, in some regards, but as an opportunity for us to get closer." So, my daughter taught me how to do TikTok. You know, we did a lot of TikTok <laughs> videos. I know all the nice. moves. You know, I, I am, I am, I am with it. I'm there. Um, she them. will disagree, but I'm so there. I learned how to play <laughs> Fortnite with my son you know oh, wow. and so you you take the opportunity and change the narrative and, and and again it's about that change of the lens of sacrifice versus saving what are you saving mm. and so mm. i think with tips for parents um and it's interesting because i just published an ebook called peace over panic and it okay. is a 14 day workbook journal there are three parts the first part is encouragement. It's like affirmation scriptures that get you through the day. Push down the fear. The second part mm. is for moms really to pamper themselves. It's like, a, a you know, whether it's learning how to give a good self pedicure with things that you have in the house or, yeah. you know, making a meditation spot for yourself. Uh, just tips on that. But the third part is things to do with your kids. And mm. part of it, yes, you have to go through the learning and you know, their coursework and all of that. But the other suggestions are how to make it fun. So have a disco party with your kids. Yeah. You know, <laughs> have class and make a. I don't know. When I was growing up, we used to make tents out of bed sheets and chairs. The classroom doesn't have to be at a table, you know, make a mm. tent day. It's It's tent Tuesday and we're going to learn and we're going to go inside the tent and we're going to learn just to change it up a bit to I make it that. fun. You know, yeah, so I really give a lot of it. suggestions and tips like that, because if not, my kids were in the first couple of days, they were like, Mom, you teach like a lawyer. You know, you're boring. <laughs> they were like, right. You teach like an attorney. Ouch. They did. They told, They were like, you're boring. And I'm like, um, objection overruled. Go sit down. You know? <laughs> Overruled. Go sit down. Finish your Mandarin homework. Yeah. Um, but you do have to find ways to to make it fun and to realize that. um with the seriousness of the times that we're living in right now, there mm-hmm. are people uh, in the casualties that we've seen that will give anything to have one more day to homeschool their kids Absolutely. as challenging and as frustrating as it may be, because I don't want to downplay the realities too. that. Hearing mom. um Fourteen hundred times in one day is a lot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's a lot. Yep. I don't want to downplay that it is challenging and frustrating, but also at the same time, there are people that would give anything for that to be their issue right now. There yeah. are children yeah. that have passed away that parents would give anything to be able to have a disco party or do a TikTok with them. So yeah. again, it's about the narrative. It is uncomfortable. It is inconvenient. Um, Mm. It is not something that any of us asked for, and it is a disruption and an interruption of life. But it also can be a catalyst for you to take inventory about what it is in life that really is important to you, what really Mm. matters to you. And if you don't take the time to do it now, when? Because we're all forced to sit still. So let us come Mm. out of it and emerge a little bit better, a little bit more focused and maybe a little bit closer. You know, to our to our kids, to our families.
0: Absolutely. That is so powerful. Thank you so much for writing that book because um even the even the the time span of the book is is perfect. Fourteen days. Yeah. Most people have to, you know, quarantine for fourteen days. And yeah. I think if you know, if they know about this, um, mm-hmm. it can really take care of, you know, what well, first and foremost their self. Yeah. Because when you take care of yourself, you're you take care of others. But that's right. Um the you're so right you know it, it's an interruption it is a disruption but this is the first time in our generation where we've all had to sit still take stock and really analyze what's what's really valuable to us what's really That's important right. yeah you know and I don't think you know we we can't take that for granted um i mean hope i hope everyone stays healthy healthy mm-hmm. um, and if you do I hope that we use this time to really uh take stock and really analyze our value system what is really important to us and your book really would help with that and I know you've written it probably towards mothers but it sounds like any anybody could use that
1: anybody could use it I think so I think you know the pamper parts are certainly you know geared towards women but I know of many of um, men that like to get pedicures too so it could be for anyone but even like with one of the suggestions I have for parents to do with kids is for kids to do a vision board some kids, mm. you know, never sit down and you don't really even talk to kids like what do you want to be when you grow up or what do you want to do yeah. next year? What do you want to do, you know, when you're before you go to high school or right after you're coming out of, you know, this particular phase of life just to sit down and talk with your kids and open up a dialogue. Um mm. it's 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 all about balance, you know. It's it's Definitely. there will be times and days in that fourteen day period. I'm like, have a Netflix night. You know, just make sure you binge watch whatever you want, have a movie night, Um, make it a, a game playing night, you know, make it so that it's funny, but and and fun. But we really can use this time um, not only with our kids to invest in them, but also to invest in yourself. If you don't have children, one of the suggestions I said, you know, sit down and, and write your own vision plan uh take an online course, invest in yourself, yeah. emerge better than you were when you went. Some of us sometimes we have such greatness on the inside. We never take time to press pause. This is a forced pause, not circumstances that we would like for it to be the forced pause. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. would like for it to be different not a life threatening forced pause. It could have been better. But Yeah, exactly. It's a pause nonetheless that you can take to really write the book that you've been meaning to write or take the course. You know, or sit down and think about what it is that you want to do to emerge and reposture or to think about your own vision board and what it is that you Mm. want to do after this. We just we will go through life and we never take a pause. This is a forced pause, but it's a pause nonetheless. And so Mm. um, that's the book just sort of helps give people guidance um, only because this is my second time around. And I was thinking to myself, what would I have liked to have had? Then maybe the first time I put that mask on, I wouldn't have had a panic attack. You know, maybe I would have had, you know, some some scriptures or something, affirmations, Mm. proverbs or something that would have helped me to feel more at peace so that I could have had peace instead of panic. And and what Mm. helped me to get past that point where I no longer had the panic and I was at peace with it and then just reassuring people that it will get better. It does. It yeah. it it has to. It, it inevitably, but I think it helps to know that there's a place and people that it's getting better.
0: That's so important. It's so important. And and the the book's called Peace Over Panic. Right?
1: Yes, Peace Over Panic. They can get it on my so website. Wh- um it's an e-download. Uh I I didn't really want to make money from it, so it's like a $5 mm. or 5 pound donation that goes to support the charity. That I started in the UK um, called Dress for Success Greater London, and that charity helps unemployed women get back into the mm-hmm. workplace by giving them interview clothing and interview training for free. Oh wow! So the it's a win win, and and after this, yeah. we know that there unfortunately will probably be a lot of people that need help with their careers. Probably a lot, a large surge of unemployment. And so, you know, it's a win win in downloading, downloading the book and giving the donation. You get something in return and you're able to bless other people through supporting a charity. Um, And that's just the way I wanted to set it up, because I I don't think you ought to capitalize on on people's misery during this time. We all need to help each other. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Are we want to bring value to each other and, and, yes. and you're doing exactly that. That's um, brilliant. So what? Where? what is your website?
1: Um, I am Juanita Ingram dot com. And so they can just go to I am Juanita Ingram dot com. And a, even if they find me on social media, I am Juanita Ingram. The link is there in my bio where they can get it and download it, make a donation to dress for success. And there you go.
0: Perfect, perfect. Yeah. I really love the idea of dress for success as well. And um, I was having a conversation with my my mentor yesterday. Um, and I was saying at this time, for businesses, um, you know, f- for a lot of businesses, it's hitting really hard. Um, but for a, a portion of businesses, this can be their moment as well and organisations, mm-hmm. you know, um, so y- you may have been working really hard the last couple of years and uh, work, working on your business and not really seeing any kind of impact. And then a moment like this happens and people's values change. So for example, um, his business, and he was doing quite well anyway, but now he's seen a massive surge in business because he develops supplements all to do with boosting the, your, immunity, your ah. immunity in your mm-hmm. immune system. So orders have gone through the roof. Um, there's an app called House Party, mm-hmm. which came out three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. and now everyone's at it, uh, isolating and they can't see their friends. Yeah. The way they found to see their friends was f- through this app. Oh, wow. you know? So um, with your organization, Dress for Success, it sounds like, you know, I mean, there is going to be, there is a surge of, of, of unemployment and you could have someone that's uh, really, really successful in their career, but ha- hasn't had an interview in 30 years, right. you know, so what do you do in right. three months? Now you, your job's just come to an end. Out of no fault of your own. Right. And now you have now you have to impress somebody else. It's it's yeah. um it's gotta be daunting for for people, you know.
1: Absolutely. And that's the support that we give uh to the women that we serve and, and the demographic of our clients, as we call them, is is the range of what you just described. Um everything mm-hmm. from women who are coming out of domestic violence, human trafficking, uh all the way to you know, the woman who was successful. And all of a sudden, to no fault of her own, she's either made redundant or something happens. Yeah. You haven't interviewed in 15, 10, 20 years. And, you know, when you think about it, no one succeeds in a bubble. And so no. everybody, you, when you go for an interview, you call up your friend and then you always have that girlfriend. You're like, OK, help me do these warm up questions. Get me warmed up for the interview. Imagine if you didn't have that. And so we want to be the girlfriends for, <laughs> for as many women as we possibly right. can. And we have an 80 percent success rate. This was before all of this happened, um, where the women that we see, we see about 800 women a year and 80 percent of them go on to be successful for the job that they were going for after coming to see us. Yeah. And so that little bit of confidence boosting, that little bit, you know, sometimes Mm. you can read your own CV, but you don't see the talents, the skills to match up with the job description as readily as someone else can see it. And just getting them ready um, to look the part and then, as we said, dressing them from the inside out. So, yes, you need to Mm. have the appropriate attire and dressing them as part of it. But that interview training process, I think, is what really makes the difference. And um, Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that I think, but, you know, it's why we're here. It's unfortunate that I I do think that there will be uh, a need for our services more so after we come out of this. But it's why we're here. You know, and so that's the reason why I wanted to make sure that the book really had a benefit to something that would go on to benefit other people. So you just keep paying it forward.
0: Mm, absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in two minutes, uh, <laughs> I just realized there's a uh, there's a call to clap for the um, the national healthcare care system. Oh, wow. Okay. So we might hear a round of applause in like a minute or so. OK, um, <laughs> which we can join in on. Sure. <laughs> um, in terms of economics and uh, and money, uh, a big part of self-care is looking after your finances. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's something that, that you believe in. Um, does does your book co- kind of cover that area as well? Or
1: Well, in, this, in a different book that I have. So before this, and I wrote Peace Over Panic in the midst of this crisis, but another book that I have out is called Fabulous, Faithful and Free. And that's mm. really the sort of, self-care um, guru book. It's a workbook that comes with it as well. And it's, it's, it looks like this. This is the workbook and this is the actual book. And in here, nice. it talks about everything from self-care physically to self-care financially because part of taking care of yourself is taking care of finances. I think finances is the number one stressor in most relationships. And so, you know, the first relationship you have is a relationship with yourself and the first mm-hmm. relationship with money that you have is the relationship that you have with money. And so mm-hmm. taking care of yourself financially, there's a guide in here that, you know, really goes through the financial checkup that you need to have. I'm no financial expert, but I have been a lawyer for a very long time. <laughs> and I've yeah. seen uh, an array of clients with an, a, a gamut of different lifestyles. And mm-hmm. I myself am one that uh I'm actually in the relationship. I'm married. I've been married for 15 years. My husband is frugal. It's my very loving way of saying he's cheap, but (laughs) (laughs) he is. Um, But we have gone through budgeting and, you know, just really getting a healthy relationship with your finances. I love to shop just like the next woman. I like to look nice. But there's a way that you can do everything that fits within your lifestyle. That doesn't cause you stress because when you overspend and you're not Mm -hmm. fiscally responsible, that brings a level of stress. And that's not self-care. That's not Mm self-love. You know, that's not really um, operating in a way that makes you your absolute best. So that's part of the journey that I take people on um, in the book. Everything from your outlook on life, positivity, being prepared, investing in yourself, uh, just that so that people can be exactly what the title is fabulous, faithful and free and debt free is part of the freedom too.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Would you join me in clapping for the NHS real quick? Yes, I'm sure. going to record some of the applause I can hear from outside.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Woo. <laughs>
0: Thank you, everybody, for all the work you're doing. And if, if there's anybody listening from the um, the NHS and, and the global healthcare system, thank you yes. so much. It's uh, you're, you're under immense pressure. And yes. you're doing this all for us. So thank you. And listen to the applause. Oh,
1: wow.
0: It's incredible to think that's happening all over the country. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Rightfully
0: so. Yes. Absolutely. So your book uh your first book (laughs) um where where can can we find that on on amazon or
1: yes uh, on on amazon it's on amazon it's also on my website um so if they want an autograph copy they can go to my website (laughs) Mm. (laughs) um but if not it's it's on amazon as well um yeah on all outlets that sell books really it's there
0: brilliant brilliant so i just want to talk about um You know Living in America uh, uh, Living in the UK Your kids Went to school in the UK And now you're all in Taiwan Mm -hmm. What's that been like In terms of uh, You know What was that conversation like With with your kids even Because presumably They you know They make friends And stuff How old are they As well
1: Then my son is 10 And my daughter is 12 And you know When we moved to the UK They were so young um, Mm. That they were my, My son He was I don't even think he was 15 months old. So my daughter was just three. My son was around 15 months old when we moved to the UK. You know, kids, when they're that age, they could care less. This time, this move was a little (laughs) bit different. Um, My son in particular, he has, you know, they have really deep friendships at this age. Mm. And so, you know, it was a hard move for them. Uh, when when we moved back from the U.K., though, interestingly enough, I'm not sure that my son knew that he wasn't British. I think he thought that wow. he was British because he just didn't remember being in America. So mm. he actually spent more time in the U.K. than he had in America. Um, still to this day, that's the case, because we were only yeah. back for a couple of years and we moved to Taiwan now. It's been interesting. They like my they, my daughter and my son are very different personalities. My so, My daughter never met a stranger. So it doesn't matter to her. You know, she's mm. going to be the socialite. She's very popular, very social. Um, that's just her personality. If she met you right. right now, in 10 minutes, you'd be in a TikTok video. That's just who she is. <laughs> you know, she's just like, come on and join in. My son, mm. um, his personality is more like my husband. He's very um, introverted, has deep, deep relationships, and he's a little bit more reserved. And so right. it's it's been an interesting journey. But... Thankfully, technology makes mm. it so that they can FaceTime with their friends. You know, on occasion, I'll let him have an all night fortnight party where he's playing with all his friends in the U.S. And it's daytime there, but it may be two in, two right. in the morning where we are. Um, yeah. And so it's just a way to let him stay connected to the friends that he's made. But then he's also making new friends. And, you know, they're learning to speak Mandarin, um, which I have to do because I can't let them Whisper behind my back in a new language, because um, you never know what <laughs> yeah, they're planning. Real. So, <laughs> mm. um, But they, you know, we're enjoying it. We've seen before this happened, we were traveling almost every month. So we did Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines, you know, you name it, we were there. And so it's been great for them to see so many countries. Um, mm. I think they've been to 23 countries and counting now. So oh, wow. they yeah, they've seen when we were in the UK, we were all over Europe too. So they yeah. enjoy that. Um, it shapes their worldview. They've got friends all over the world. And so um, they're, they're enjoying it thus far.
0: That's amazing. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, yourself, you, you yourself are literally a global citizen and you're raising mm-hmm. your kids as such. Um, but also what we were saying before is that we're all global citizens. Yes, we are. You know? um, and it, it's almost like the, the life you're living is in two ways, a peek into the future. One, because of, coronavirus and you know you guys are like 90 days ahead of of where we are Mm -hmm. um but also just in terms of how you're parenting how your you know your family is um and it's really encouraging it is really encouraging and and i thank you for your outlook on all of this because in such times where it's doom and gloom and anxiety um Mm -hmm. it's it's really good to to hear that um also during this time uh, i believe you've been trying to you know get the word out and get the encouraging words out for, for people that are going through this and in a way trying to make encouragement viral as much as the virus is.
1: Right. As encouraged as you can be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah.
0: How how have you been doing that on, is it on your Instagram or just like through WhatsApp Uh, messages or.
1: Yeah. On Instagram, you know, I do it personally. I do it just through social media. I made a post recently that, last week that went viral it got shared like four million times and wow yeah it was and it was a post that I wrote I wrote it in 30 seconds because I saw everybody in the U.S. all of my friends classmates from high school you know I stay in contact with everybody through Facebook and and Instagram and I Mm. just saw this panic and I and I'm like that feels so familiar I know what you're feeling I know what this feels like I know you think this is weird and I'm like Let me just write a message, and I I was writing it just to my Facebook friends, Um, and it was private at first. And it was just a message to say, you know, I hey, social distancing works, quarantine works. We're here. I'm in Taiwan. Here are the numbers. Our life is going back to some sense of routine. The kids have gone back to school. It's going to be okay. I know you Mm. feel afraid. I felt afraid too. I shared that I, you know, about my panic attack that I had wearing a mask. And then I had all these people saying, hey, can you make this public so I can share it? I'm like, oh, OK. And then a couple of people shared it. Then it got shared in like black travel movement. Then it got shared into other groups. And then before I knew it, like I've done like, you know, nine different interviews all over the world about this one post that I made because Nobody. I was because yeah, I'm on the other side of it. I was just trying to tell people That's like right, yeah. it, it works like if you just let it work, because I just saw all this anxiety and fear. and. You know, people thinking it was Armageddon and God was about to crack the sky. And I'm like, he's not. It's fine. (laughs) It's going to be okay. It's just scary, (laughs) but it's terrifying. I don't want to make light of it. It's very serious. So it's like on the continuum. I wanted people to to be encouraged to know that there is light on the other side of the tunnel, but also to take it very seriously so that we comply with the guidelines that our governments are giving us so that we can get on the other side. Because part of the reason why we were on the other side is the the way the government in Taiwan handled things so, so brilliantly, but also in the people here in the way in which we complied. And culturally, it's an easier sell in this setting than in other Mm. cultures. So I just wanted I was really literally it was a private post that I was trying to make to my to my friends to say, you know, it's going to be okay. and then before I knew it, within a 24-hour period, it had been shared like 4 million times on one site alone. And then it was the other sites. So it may have been even more than that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I think at this time, people just needed to know that that they weren't alone, that other people had mm. gone through it, that there was light on the other side. Um, I think you said it earlier, and I think you hit the nail on the head. For our generation, this is the first time that we've ever experienced this. And I think, too, you know, SARS was something that they dealt with in Taiwan and in Asia. We didn't deal with SARS in the U.S. or the U.K. I remember um, 18 years ago, I think it was. I remember where I was standing. I just started practicing law. Um, I was standing in my office and I had a friend who had graduated from law school with me who was going over to China to speak English, and uh, this thing about SARS was was buzzing around, and then it just went away, and so mm. we never really dealt with SARS the way they did here. So this is our first time experiencing that for people in our, you know, Generation X, Millennials, that sort of group. We didn't mm. experience that, so it's a first, You're right? Yeah, you know, um, certainly of this magnitude, in that oh, I can sure. recall in my lifetime. So.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Because it's kinda of been a two pronged health um attack and also economic. That's why it's literally made the whole world stand still. Yeah. Um but like you said, there is encouragement, there is light at the end of the tunnel, there are yeah. opportunities to to take stock and uh, you know, find out what's really valuable to to you in this time to yeah. uh really uh what's the term you used? Um what you what you're saving versus yes. what you're sacrificing. That's
1: right. Um, Save versus sacrifice. He's Save versus over sacrifice. Over panic, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, it's not wishy washy because you've gone through it. And yes. that's that's what I love. That's what I love about this this conversation. Um Yeah. Uh, what, so what are you up to now in terms of uh like you're a busy person. You're not just yes. um, uh, a mother in, in Taiwan. I know you're super talented, yeah, no. so.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, well, um, I, I have my own production company, um, Purpose Productions. And so we've got uh, some films that we've done before that won a lot of awards and film festivals. We've got another short film that's coming out called Tables. Um, that's all oh, about really? an anti-bullying campaign. And we've been selected for some film festivals with that. And then just still running Dress for Success and trying to adapt to a digital platform of delivering mm. the services and support that we need to deliver and um, really shifting right now and probably having to focus more on on supporting mental health uh, initiatives and in what we're giving. Because this is this is a very stressful time, you know, very oh, stressful sure. time. And so it's uh it's it's very trying on people before this, I did a travel vlog called where in the world is Juanita. And fortunately I've had a lot of time to edit a lot of footage lately. And so I'm, I'm releasing a lot of those videos. I do have to put a caveat because I think sometimes people don't realize that I'm not there. So I was releasing a lot of the videos and they're like, Oh, you should be at home. And I'm like, I am, I am not standing in Belize right now. I promise you (laughs) I'm not, but I'm giving that as sort of an escape a virtual vacation or virtual holiday, you know, because we're all just sitting at home, not able Mm. to go anywhere. So, you know, allowing it to be an escape platform for a lot of different people. Um, Definitely. And that's done really well. But yeah, uh, you know, we're right now, I think it's everybody. I'm the same as everybody else. We're just trying to navigate through a very interesting time. Fortunate to be on the other side of a lot of it and being here. Mm. But again, it comes in waves because we're all connected. So, you know, what happens in, in Europe, in the UK, in US, it will impact everywhere. And so yeah. I, th- I think that's why it's so important that we come together and, and do our best to comply. It is uncomfortable, but it mm. is worth it.
0: I love that. I love that, and I think especially important hearing your point of view as well. Wow. Um, so I really thank you for for sharing that. Uh, oh, thank so you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. <laughs> um, so, if people want to follow you, where can they find you online?
1: I am Juanita Ingram um, on all platforms. So that's on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter. My website is i am Juanita Ingram. My my publicist and, and branding manager have gotten me all together. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing you don't know, have to worry about different things on different platforms. Yeah. I am Juanita Ingram, um, and you can find me.
0: And how do you spell Juanita?
1: Yes, it's just, Juanita just so with the J. I do have to say that it's Juanita with the J. J U A N I T A, and last name is Ingram. I N G R A M.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Lastly, and, Mm. um, I've been asking my guests this, um, lately, what are three things you are currently, uh, challenged with? I was going to say struggle, but I've changed it Mm. to challenge. What three things you're challenged with and three things that are helping with those challenges?
1: Oh, wow. Um, well, certainly there's the obvious challenge right now. I'm challenged (laughs) with, um, trying to make sure that I stay healthy, you know, and, Mm. um, that's one um of the biggest ones. Obviously I'm challenged with uh online learning and the kids not being in school right now. <laughs> yes. And that's a challenge with trying to find the balance to do all the things that I want to do and having to make sure that they're doing what they need to do. And I think um the other challenge that I have, let's see. We all have different challenges. I you know, I think it is interesting having to be um, A female leader and mm. leading in organizations, especially globally, uh, yeah. that has that always presents itself with challenges, not necessarily in a negative way, but in ways in which you grow as a person. And so mm. the first challenge in staying healthy, I'm staying compliant. I'm social distancing. Um, I'm not, you know, even though we are in a better place, certainly here it's better with precautions. So you're still operating smart. You know, I'm still wearing my mask. I still have to, if I want to go to the grocery store, I have to. (laughs) And so, you know, you, you try to make sure that you are compliant, um, with all the guidelines. The second one, in terms of homeschooling, I'm following my own advice in my own book. I'm making it fun. Uh, Mm. I'm finding different ways to incorporate different things. They have told my kids have two totally different learning styles. So one day, um, My son likes one-on-one time. My daughter likes to have parties in her room, virtual parties with all of her friends, make a tent, have it be fun. So I'm just learning to be flexible uh, Mm. and and make it fun and just remembering that it is uh, a blessing to be able to do this because there are some parents who have lost their children and children who have lost their parents in this whole ordeal that would give anything if their biggest concern was how do I do this new math? You know, so I'm, I'm keeping perspective on the fact that it's a privilege for me to still be a mother because I mm. know of some friends that are no longer mothers. They're uh, people who are losing parents in all of this. Mm. Um, and the third thing about being a leader, uh, I, I'm, I have a lot of mentors And seeking out mentorship, which is something I talk about in my book, it's a difference between a mentor and a sponsor. A mentor is somebody that's going to give you the advice of what you should do. A sponsor is someone that's going to make sure that it gets done. And so (laughs) finding those is two different things, you know, in life. So finding those relationships and really working on um, my voice as a as a female leader, certainly as a global leader. But I think part of the biggest part of leadership is empowering the people around you. So my mm. focus is not so much on myself, but on how can I be a better person to empower those that I'm leading, so to speak, because their their success is a direct reflection of me. So mm. that's That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I, I, I love the capacity that you're kind of displaying. Um, it's really inspiring. Really okay. inspiring. Thank so <laughs> you. Thank you so, <laughs> thank no, you thank so you. much. <laughs> and thanks. Well, I know it's probably like close to 5 a.m. in the morning there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go lay down. We got, <laughs> yeah, we got school <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I'll let All you right. go. But thank All you right. so much. And everybody follow Juanita Ingram on um everywhere check out the website make sure you download the ebook for sure i know i'm gonna do that because i'm currently quarantined so yes there you (laughs) You go let's do it so (laughs) all right thank you so much have a great night
1: thank you thank you so much for having me thank you
0: uh my pleasure thank you cheers bye remember you can watch the full episode on youtube.com slash ryan now make sure you rate review this podcast and share it with someone who would get something from this